the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner, now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 79 of the Usual Podcast. Podcast we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host Marshall and with me, as always, looking all shiny and stuff, is my co-host Will. Say hello, buddy. I'm always shining brightly. Huh. Bling! Like the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What you got, dude? Today I'm actually, uh, I I stole from your your cooler and I'm drinking the uh, Lagunitas Little Something Something Ale. Indeed, it's one of my favorites. Um, I almost you, inhaled it a little bit ago. Well, that happened. <laughs> uh, would you like to say what you're drinking? Oh, yeah, I got distracted. I am drinking uh, St. Archer uh, IPA from San Diego, and um, I've had it on the show before. I like it a lot. It was on sale. so Sale's always good. Sorry, five bucks. Bought nice. it. Nice. Done. <laughs> Deal. Uh, yeah, man, it's a good one. I like it a lot. It's good. Did I say it's good yet? Is it good? It's all right. All right, let's move on. Um, so before we get started, if we have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, emails at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and we are on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, and Instagram. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter, Will is at I'm Will Griggs, we're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, you know, give us a positive rating, like us, love us, share us on all the social medias. We nice. like that. Yes, we do. Well, I do. <laughs> we like to be loved. Okay, who doesn't? Um, we do have the timestamps in the show notes uh, for non-SWOTOR fans, if you would like to skip around, but, you know. We're gonna bust this out. It's almost. It's almost. Uh, almost said Halloween. It's almost Thanksgiving. It is almost Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, and it's time to just bust this out and be done. Yeah, I agree. Dynamite drop in. Yeah, that was epic. Um, before we really get to Star Wars: The Old Republic, I want to thank our patrons, of course, but also um one particular patron in particular, um who sent us after we recorded our last show, sent us an awesome little promo bumper thingy intro intro, uh, and I put it right. I t- it was funny. It was John Skeen, and he sent uh, him and his uh, baby Skeen. Is what baby we call Skeen. him, uh, Zeke. We, he sent us a uh, um, a promo, which was awesome. If you listen to the last episode, which was our 100th episode, um, we, he sent us a little bumper thing, promo intro, whatever you want to call it. And uh, he sent it after we recorded, so I didn't like. I just put it at the beginning. Just of the put show. it at the beginning. <laughs> and he was cracking up. He said he was in the car. Um, with, and, with and his Zeke son was and, in the car. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, man. Um, thanks guys for for listening every week, and we appreciate all you do. And thanks for wishing us a happy 100. Absolutely, thank you very much. It's uh, it's always nice when I can uh, contribute to the the delinquency of the young. Indeed. Uh, we also got a little shout out today on Twitter from uh, Bad Feeling, which is funny too. We did. You know, if you're not having a fun, you're not doing yeah. right. He said we must be having a fun because we are at 100 episodes, and I said, yeah, dude. If you're not having a fun, which you've said many times, okay, that's not doing be, it right. That, Seriously, if you're not having a fun, you're not doing it right. Yeah. That's that's got to be our T-shirt. Well, obviously. <laughs> well, so the first part's on one side and the other part's on the back or something. No, I think <laughs> if you're not having a fun, yeah. okay, all right, all right, we'll work on that. We have design, obviously, conflicts here. I hate you so much. <laughs> By the way, I would like to say that it is uh, it is nice because I actually don't hear any feedback in my ears and I can actually hear everything right now. Yeah, um, I was tweaking with the sound a little bit, so if this sounds like crap. Um, cool. If it sounds, it's not any worse than our beginning episodes, but if it sounds great, I might have fixed a couple things. Cool. I still hear the feedback, but I can get rid of that in post. Well, it's because you're younger than I am and you don't, mm-hmm. you know. I have good ears. You're not old. I'm not an old fogey. <laughs> Speaking of old, <laughs> let's get to Star Wars The Old Republic. <laughs> well done. Oh, dynamite segue, bro. Oops, that's the wrong one. <laughs> Do you want to fight? I'm ready. 
you do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. Nice face. <laughs> all right, so, so here we are. Uh, let's do some community shout-outs. Real quick, um, I have not listened to uh, this episode yet, the latest episode of UtiniCast. It just came out a couple days ago. Um, I haven't gotten there yet, but it is their fifth anniversary, and I want to wish them happy fifth anniversary, which Congratulations. is amazing. Um, those guys are awesome. And um, on top of that, the, for their fifth anniversary, they had an interview with Ben Irving, Charles Boyd, and Eric Musco. Um, so definitely check that out. I have a link in the show notes for that. You got the Holy Trinity. Yeah, man. I mean... They're, they're really doing it, you know? <laughs> Some of us are just... <laughs> we, we we pretend, but we're we're in the shallow end of the gene Some pool. Some of us are like the cat that just kind of like, you know, curls up and sleeps at the feet of giants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good, right? That was good. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. So the other thing I want to throw in there as community stuff, Soterista, um, there was a tweet today, and I don't know the... I think this has to do with the influencer program, but... Um, Eric Musco retweeted it, but Sotorista posted an unofficial Crimson Fang Uprising trailer. It's actually pretty cool. Um, definitely check that out. It's only like a minute long, um, but it's just kind of like a little preface for one of the Uprising things. It's pretty sweet. Very cool. Yeah. So check that out. And um, oh, we got uh, our influencer rank is under review officially. Oh, awesome. I think we're going to get denied. Probably. I have that feeling. We have no influence. <laughs> well, look, we just gave the cat metaphor i know so, right so here we are <laughs> unless we can start being that cat on the table that just like looks at the giants and well, see, knocks off their microphone <laughs> well my my cats used to get up on the things and just knock over water like like try to drink out of it and then get mad and then just knock it over yeah. like a jerk yep maybe we'll just do that we'll just go to eric musco's office knock over his water or his coffee or his tea whatever the hell he's drinking <laughs> until he gives us our influence no first i'm gonna curl up on <laughs> on his desk <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to see that. We got. <laughs> we should do like a Photoshop thing or something where you curl up on something and we superimpose on Eric's desk. All 350 plus pounds uh, of me. That'll be great. That's going to happen. All right. So anyway, what you do in game this week, dude? Well, I actually got to partake in WOG this week because I came over to your house. Yeah, finally. And uh, I had to introduce him to some people. I was like, oh, yeah, this is the people we've been running with for the last four months. Yeah, I hate you <laughs> so kidding, much. Dude. Um, that was a joke that JT said, or, or Mox, or somebody said earlier. It was funny. And uh, it was great, because we did a lot of the DVL cleanup stuff. We ran through a whole bunch of flashpoints. And I want to make a, a personal thank you to, to Mox and JT and Elise yep. and, and everyone else who... The crew. Yeah, who who all helped out, because they were really making it so we can all get through and get that companion. So it's cool. Uh, I So I did a whole bunch with that. I was able to level up my uh jedi counselor and my jedi knights up to level 50 this week yep so i only have a couple more classes to go i'm not going to be able to finish a legendary but i only have four more flashpoints to do and i get the eternal nice dude um i have four flashpoints as well and i have one through nine of coffee to do um and then i think i just have to get dark no dark five right yeah yeah and i think that's all i have so that's my goal. Well, have, you hit, have you hit sixty five on both sides? Almost. Okay. I have my I have my pub tune still, but I'm what I'm gonna do is do the um, on rail space missions. Okay, there just you go. Bust those out real quick. Yeah. Um, and 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 that's all I was ever really going for. Um, I like the idea of getting some of the other ones, like the crafting. What I was working on today a little bit, just in my spare time, right? Yeah, just a lot of the uh, the legendary stuff I was doing while I was doing the other stuff. I I kind of just had a, a list of stuff I was trying to go through. Well, and. 
And the other thing about that, dude, is that um, there's just no way I was going to be. And I missed some of the events. Yeah. Like, I missed the bounty hunter one. I never got that. Well, I never the, got the. The, the Rackle or the No, I got Gree. the Rackle. I didn't get the Gree one. You know, as soon as they announced the DVL, I did. The first time those events came around, I made sure I got those three. Because it's really, it was like you had to do three contracts, you had to kill 50 no, super easy. and kill 50 uh, yeah. uh, Reckles. So it was really easy. So I just made sure those were one of the first things that got done. And well, I was going to do it. And then I was like, oh, well, I have all week. Yeah. And I never did it. I had all all <laughs> five months or whatever well, look, it was. Here's, look, I procrastinated. <laughs> Plus, I'm a busy guy. <laughs> anyway, but I um I'd been doing some crafting. I got Dark Five. Um and uh i really had a good time with wog um, yeah i had a lot of fun it was great um getting through well we got through like five or six flashpoints that night yeah and and there were some people on the east coast were staying up to like 3 a.m to help us it was was pretty badass so thanks guys uh thanks to wookie mistake uh alliance guild um all of you know who you are and you are awesome but anyway i finished shadow of revan i haven't done that in a long time either so that was cool very cool Um, and i just have uh coffee to run through i think i should be able to do it yeah get that done yeah i'm excited i really just wanted that companion really it's i i, I didn't want to set my goals too too high because i never know what's going to happen yeah well i mean i i knew i was never going to get legendary just because there's no way i was going to be able to run through all no. of those uh the hard, hard mode, mode flashpoints flash was the was the real big deterrent i think um I mean, if it was like, you know, do three hard mode flashpoints or whatever, I probably could have tried to work it in. But when you had to do all of them, no, it was not happening. No, that's too much. I barely did the tacticals. <laughs> I know. Well, um, we still haven't. No, I still haven't. I still have four. Um, all right, man. So let's get to brief discussion topics. There really was no news this week. Um, no, because uh, it's all waiting on release. Yeah, and also holidays are coming up. There was a live stream last week, um, which I'll run through Dolphy's notes real quick. I watched part of it like I usually do. I watched 20 minutes of it. Um and so that was kind of cool. And I'll talk about that here in a sec. Um, but there was a teaser uh, for Kotet that dropped. I don't know if we saw it. Have you seen it? I have not. No. Here you are. Right? It's kind of sick. Very cool. All gameplay, too, which is cool. Um, yeah, man. So that dropped this week. And um, and then we have the uh, one of the things. And I'll actually I'll talk about this um, in the context of Dolphy's post, too, because she has some pictures. There's in that last scene in that trailer. There's a bunch of allies. And, and enemies laying at your feet as you walk towards the throne. Oh, really? I and didn't I even just that. noticed one of them was Theron Sean. Oh, so, so I'll. Uh, I think that'll probably depend on the choices you make right. and stuff like that. So, but it's just because they're laying at your feet doesn't mean they're dead. Oh no, I'm gonna say they're dead. They could be unconscious. <laughs> I'm okay with them dead. It's gonna be You're fine. evil. Yes, yes, I am. Darth pops, buddy. I didn't get Darth rank for being a sweetheart. Well, you are. I know. Thanks. All right, so here we are. Uh, live stream. So um, I'm just going to run through some of this real quick. It was the story time with uh, um, with Charles Boyd. That's did the name you, I was did you wear for. your feety pajamas and curl up at his feet? Well, I was at work, so that would have been awkward. But yeah. But it was story time. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, excuse me. The agenda was basically community topics, the story about the Eternal Throne. They really didn't give too many spoilers at all. And then the new planets they talked about. I missed the new planet part, but the, the write-up's good. So I have a link in here to Dolphy, which is cool. Um, can, uh, community topics, you know, they always address some of the issues in the community. Um, a couple things real quick. Uh, they're not going to have any more companions coming back for this, these next, uh, deals. And I'll just, I'll read this so you don't, cause you give me the freak out look. And this was, chat was, wow, you're 
upset. So the uh, question was returning companion. Not many um, returning companions with Kotet chapters. The reason is that they're looking um, at feedback from Fallen Empire and people didn't felt like they didn't get enough closure. They spent a lot of time reintroducing old companions and making backgrounds on them, which meant they spent too much too much time on them and not enough on the main story. So the crux of it is they felt like they were dragging out the story in order to get companions back. I can, I can get that, but right. I do have one word to say. Mm, you're going to say the same thing Chad said. Go ahead, Jason. Mako. Yeah, well, all of it came up, and it's fine. But um, they're not saying they're never coming back. Just they're probably on almost none of them coming back this time. Okay, I'm, I'm okay with that as long as, you know, it's in there soon yeah. category. Anyway, so they did a little quick command create op- opening, too, um, which was kind of cool. Um, so they got to see that interface. You have a command stash. Um, kind of like the um, cartel Ooh. market thing and stuff. So that was kind of cool. Um, the story of the Eternal Throne, uh, they talked about the Alliance. They talked about basically the story would be focusing on um, Valen, obviously. Um, they talked about Senya and Arkin. Senya is desperate to save her son. Main missions to get him healed, both physically and mentally. Um, both their fates are up to up to you, essentially, right? right. Um, and also says you will get involved with the Republic and the Empire faction. So that's that's something, too. Um, let's see. Valkorian is still there, obviously. He'll, and he'll be around, which right. is funny talking to, um, to Darren DePaul those last couple of times. He's like, well, I can't tell you anything, but you knew he was going to come back, oh, which is kind of cool. Um, so that's happening. Um, each class will have specific lines and interactions appropriate for your class, like they've been doing. Um, I thought this was kind of cool, actually, too, that I was actually present when they said this Voss was going to be one of the first planets you visit. Oh, awesome. Um, and so yeah, that's a fan favorite. Yeah. And they also said that you might want to complete the Voss uh, Star Fortress um, as the same story as there is some story related to it in the new expansion. So that's cool. Oh, okay, cool. Um, we've already done that. That's fine. Um, so let's see. There was a question. Is there a Dark Council? Uh, if I were Darth uh, Asena? Asena. Uh, I wouldn't build a council and just declare myself the emperor. <laughs> which makes sense. Which is funny. Um, Koth, if Koth is upset at you, he will not go unpunished, which is cool because <laughs> he's pretty pissed off at me. Oh, yeah. So I can't wait to smack him in the face. Um, there was also a really cool question, too. Can they romance, can you romance Arkin? Okay. They didn't, okay. It, they said you will be making some big choices around Arkin and his fate is up to you. Um, romance is something they might be interested in if the player base asked for it, but, and they were asking for it. You should have seen chat, but I don't think they've planned that in. Um, at this point, I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to read the, uh, the fanfic of, uh, I kind of do of, uh, the outlander arc in romance. Oh, it's going to be epic. Anyway. Um, there was another question about Lucas arts, um, and their relation with the story. Um, obviously they have to pass all this by them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they're heavily, heavily involved with LucasArts, which we knew already anyway, which is cool. Um, and they asked if we can romance any of the family members, Valen or Senya. Um, <laughs> this is one of my favorite moments. They said, you just don't want to romance Valen. <laughs> <laughs> She's one of those people that I think you just eat your face off kind of thing. You know? I think she would uh, pull out her saber and go Lorena Bobbitt on you. Something. Oh, God. You had to bring that up. That's 90s. Um, Right? Yeah. 90s, yeah. Uh, six to eight months has passed between Kotfi and Kotet, and I thought it was kind of cool. They they like to mirror, like, how much time has passed between expansions. Yeah. So I thought that was neat. Um, Except for the whole five years in the last one. Well, let's not worry about that. And Darth Jadis is not returning, um, but he's a huge favorite among the story team, and 
Drew Carpishan um, has a short story about saying. Uh, Senya and Valen, um, it's out right now, which awesome. I have not read yet, which. No, I want to read that. Which, and of course, he had a hand in this too, because when you'll see in a minute, one of the planets that, that we go to, he created because he wrote the Revan story. Right. Um, which we'll talk about right now. So we have two new planets, uh, um, Lokoth or Ikoth. I can't tell the difference. I think it's. Well, I'm guessing it's capitalized. So I'm guessing Icoth. Icoth, yeah. So Icoth, um, totally new to the Star Wars universe, entirely mechanical slash artificial planet, um, and it is a Dyson sphere. So that's kind of cool. I think there's a picture here. Look at this. Yeah. Oh, that's sick. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. And then Athema. Um, if that sounds familiar, if you've read the Revan story, um, by Drew Carpishan, uh, then that would make a lot of sense. Um, birthplace of Tenebrae, who becomes Valkorian. This is where Valen spent much, uh, spent her time as part of her training. It's a dead world. There's no life on the surface. Horrifying place to go for a force user because as we know what happened with the planet, some forces loyal to uh, Valkorian have been doing experiments there for him. Um, and it has been long enough. So if you are force sensitive, uh, you can use the force, which is good. Um, and it's in the Revan book, which is pretty cool. I still and, need to read that. Oh, it's really, it's really well done. Um, and these planets are just, uh, instance planets. Um, so they won't be full blown deals with dailies and stuff. Right. So. You know, it is what it is. There's some cool pictures and stuff in here. This was kind of one of the really cool oh, wow. creatures from Nathema that you'll, that you'll be fighting, which is neat. Um, yeah, man. So Ooh, look at that big crater. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was some, there was some issues with that planet. Uh, all right, man. So anything else on this stuff? Uh, yeah. just by looking at these pictures and stuff, I think I need to start reading. <laughs> it's been a while since I've read a lot. Yeah. Read, read a book. Be a rebel. Mm-hmm. Have you ever read a book? Just kidding. Um, so anything else? Are you excited? Uh, next week? No, not next week. Uh, two weeks. I hate you. No, early access is uh, Tuesday. Yeah. So we're recording this uh, two days before Thanksgiving. Hopefully I will have this out tomorrow. So I don't have to think about it. Yeah. So a week early access. Yeah. I'm stoked. I'm excited. Yeah. Too bad it wasn't this week. Huh, if, it was, if it was this week, I have this week off and that would have been convenient. Thanks, Bioware. I know, right? That's Jeez. cool. Just deny my influence or rank too. That's fine. It's cool. It's cool, man. I don't care. I do. I'm crying a little bit. Well, you you are a wuss. <laughs> How dare you? All right, let's get to Star Wars, dude. I was raised to do one thing, but I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. Star Wars time, dude. Yeah. Um, so really, we, quick, di- we didn't think we'd have a lot, but there's some stuff. There's a, a, a little bit of things. Uh, you know, let's start with the. the I mean, <laughs> the drama. Yeah. This this shows how how kind of weak the the news was this week. But uh, the, let's start with the big news. That's the story I put after it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let's start with the the big uh, news in the Star Wars universe. And uh, why don't you why don't you read off what oh, I wrote in the God. outline? So Mr. Clever Pants here wrote uh, wrote. Carrie and Harry sitting in a tree. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, listeners, for that terrible, terrible reference to a child game. Continue. Um, so Carrie Fisher's come out in her latest uh, biography called the, uh, oh, what is it called? The Princess Diarist. Oh. And um, she uh, confesses that in 1976 when they were filming uh, New Hope, uh, she and Harrison Ford had an affair. 
even though he was married with two sons and uh, their 13 year, 14 year age difference. Yep. Um, but you kind of all, we always kind of had a feeling and, uh, yeah, they were good on screen. Yeah. I mean, they always had that chemistry, which yeah. is great. It never came of anything. It was just, yeah. you know, whatever it happens. Plus they were splitting up anyway, weren't they? Yeah, they end up getting divorced shortly after, and uh, and, it's fun. Yeah, now he's been you know long time married to (laughs) Calista Flockhart, but um, I I forget he's married to her. Yeah, and what (laughs) I love is uh, um, um, actually you remember when we were working at Applebee's? Yeah, they came in one day. Um, because they're looking to buy a house in Pismo. Oh, that's right. And they came in one night. Oh and, my god! Uh, they, if only we had. Do you remember him. Shannon? I think she's. They sat in Shannon's section. Yeah, she worked at McClintock's too. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's a weird poll, dude. I know, right? Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, kind of interesting. But then the funny thing is, is like she, like, wrote about this, and then the Harrison's first reaction was like lawsuit or i'm suing or something like that and you know it's totally like 40 joke, years later because he's got like such a dry sense of humor yeah yeah, i love him it's ridiculous how funny it is you know, going back to that the applebee's thing um that was before cell phones yeah so we couldn't have taken a picture or like no. got a selfie like, no, i mean there was, were cell phones but there like it was yeah, but you know what i mean well do you remember i used to always i, I okay this kind of shows you how kind of weird i am um back in the day i always used to have a disposable camera on me so i could always take pictures of something that would always that's weird draw my attention or whatever like if i saw a pretty sunset or whatever i i <laughs> that was when like you took the disposable camera and get to like Walmart longs or, yeah and like gave it to the dude and like came back like three days later i know right or got, and then there was 24 hour remember that yeah oh. Then they then it got the same day and then we stopped going. We're old. Hella old. <laughs> Moving on. Um, you wanna know how much it is to build a Millennium Falcon? Absolutely. Well, that's a lot. Like a lot, a lot. Like this was like okay, so we've been look, the bottom line is we've been talking about these things. They keep popping up. Yeah, there's one like how much would it cost to build an ad ad? Yeah, yeah. So so the breakdowns here, it's actually kind of a cool little graphic, like they always do. But the total is absurd. Yes. It is almost $2 trillion, if I'm reading that right. Uh, billion. No, that's trillion. This is... That's 100,000. That's, oh, that's millions. Million. Yeah. Oh, 2 billion. But these are 2 billion pounds. Pounds. So no, almost... wait, hold on. Yeah, okay. So here we go. For US, US, uh, it's going to be about, you know, $2.5 uh, billion. Cheaper than I would expect, but still. Yeah, but I mean, most of the technology doesn't even exist. Good point. <laughs> Except and for plus the... Plus, there's the crew. Except for the radar to replace, but... Yeah, well... <laughs> I don't know. Satellite dish. It's one of those fun posts I like. So that's in there. Uh, let's get to, oh, real quick. Uh, I guess I didn't put the link in for this one. Um, Darth Maul is going to get his own pre- prequel comic. Comic. Cool. Well, he's had his own comic before. Oh, yeah, I have them. Yeah, um, they're good. But this is going to be a uh, prequel comic. So this is going to be, is, I'm guessing this is going to be back when he was with the, the Death Sisters and stuff on. Uh, the, um, it's not Death Sisters. Night Sisters. Night Sisters. Yep. On. Uh, Dathomir. Thank you. Man, I'm killing it today. You're killing it. Yes. Um, Mary. Yeah, hopefully. I yeah. didn't look at the I, I the link's not in here for some reason. I have it in my thing. Um but yeah. Dumb. But I'm excited about it. Um I'm behind on every other Marvel Star Wars comic and every other comic I've ever read. So that's gonna take a while to get there, but I'm gonna get there. Here we are. Moving on. Cool. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna read that one. Uh Han Solo. Um <laughs> 
And this is actually kind of cool. And this is one of those little fluff pieces. But um, the young Han Solo, basically the actor Aaron Ironreich. Alden Ironreich. Alden Ironreich. I knew I wasn't going to say that right. Um, he has not met the real Han Solo yet, as in Harrison Ford. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to remember, Harrison Ford is kind of a... Old? I don't want to say recluse, but he definitely does not go out much in his own time. Unless he's sure. working, he's not out. So, you know, it's totally understandable because he wouldn't have been on the set for Force Awakens. There's no reason right. for Harrison Ford to have come out because they haven't even write, written the script yet. So. Exactly. Um, but, <clears throat> excuse me, I imagine he's going to have to meet him at some point and talk to him and figure out kind of like how they want to do the role or they don't do that anymore, really. Uh, it, it's up to the actors. Yeah, I guess that's um, true. But, I mean, it would make sense. Yeah. Um, I just think he would want to get at least sit down and talk well, to him for 10 minutes. Well, I'm sure Ironreich wants to do it. It's just yeah. whether Harrison Ford wants to be involved. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I kind of hope he would want to. So just, would I. Just to be kind of, just to make sure it's done right, since there's so much, that I, in my head, there's a little bit of, I'm not as excited about this one because I'm worried about how it's going to go. But we'll see. Um, you know, with the actors that they've chosen, I'm I'm doing okay with But he has met Donald Glover. Um, which is cool. Yes. And so um, they had an interaction and they said, um, he says, I think he's going to be real good playing the role. Yeah. Well, plus you got to remember like everybody that's now in these movies, they're so popular. They're doing other stuff too. I mean, you got, you got to remember Donald Glover is just wrapping up homecoming, right? Uh, Spider-Man. Uh, I mean, John Boyega is right now on the uh, uh, set of Pacific Rim two. True, true. So, you know, they're all doing their own thing. Yeah. They're like, busy like famous people yeah anyway something about episode nine being shot on something. yeah we got our first real big news out of episode nine mm-hmm. um and it's that the movie will be shot on 65 millimeter and not on digital um which i'm very excited about because very few movies like even in history have been filmed on 65 millimeter um some of the big ones are, are big ben-hur um i believe uh how the west was one hmm. um and it, they, it can actually be turned into what's called cinemascope okay um, so like actually when Ben Hur, um, if you watch it on TV, obviously it's in letterbox. Well, it's not in letterbox. It doesn't have the, it's not in widescreen. Okay. It's on, uh, four, four by three. Okay. Um, unless of course you've got a bigger TV, but if you watch it on widescreen, it's still big. But when it was originally released, actually, and you went to theaters or limited number of theaters, there was actually three screens wide. Oh, interesting. And it was almost like a surround thing. And that's called, uh, the, uh, I think it was 70 millimeter. They actually filmed that in. Okay. But, um, it's very cool because it was actually, if you watch like the, the chariot scene, it's huge. Right. And you can so, see like what's yeah, next to Yeah. It's like you're in the Coliseum and everything. Yeah. It's really kind of cool. Um, I'm, I, I doubt they're going to do that, but I think it'll make it look much better on IMAX. Yeah. I agree. That's cool, man. Um, what do you guys, uh, you got some stuff about episode eight in here? Yeah. They've, uh, they've got some new character, uh, uh, news on episode eight. Um, cause you remember, uh, Benicio del Toro, Laura Dern, and Kelly Marie Tran right. have all been uh, um, signed on for episode eight, and uh, they've got a little bit of a description. Uh, Benicia Latour will be playing a very angry, like man in black character. Okay, uh, Laura Dern is going to be playing a very aristocratic and fancy character, a la the Capital People from Yeah um, Hunger Games. Makes sense. And Kelly Marie Tran, there's really not a lot of news out so far, but her character will be tied in with Finn. Cool. Sounds good, dude. So that'll be cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm I don't know. I'm. Not diving headfirst into episode eight news right now, only because I'm very excited about Rogue One. Yeah. So like episode eight, okay, we'll learn some stuff, but then once Rogue One's done, then we'll we'll dive. Well, in. I'm excited because you know it's funny because when you look back at the prequels, some of the best things about the prequels in hindsight was the fact that they actually did get some nice. I mean, because you know when you're when you're making sure that your marquee 
uh, characters are n- unknowns, a la Daisy Ridley, John right. Boyega. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you can surround them with great supporting actors, a la Alec Guinness yeah, and, and stuff like that, you know, you look back at the prequels and you remember, you know, um, Jimmy Smith as Bail Organa, right. you know, stuff like that. Um, it, it really kind of gives it a little bit more heft. Yeah. And so when you've got somebody like Benicio del Toro or Laura Dern to fill out the cast, it's yeah. really gives a little bit more weight to the. No, to del Toro is awesome. I can't wait to see how this shakes out. So yeah, exactly. All right, man. So Rogue One stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Nissan has actually come out with a. Did you see that that yeah. spot? It's sick, dude. Uh, I actually haven't watched the spot. I just looked at the picture. Oh, the spot's sick. I don't I, know if yeah, you. I yeah, that know. links to it. Uh, we saw it. Uh, we were watching TV the other night. I rewound it a couple times and watched it. It was kind of cool. And I told Kate because she was, of course, when the commercials on. She's on her phone. I was like, just watch this. And I said, tell me why you think they decided to go with Nissan for Rogue One. And because Nissan had, does this car called the Rogue. Yes. And so it was perfect. And so the, the, the spot was pretty cool. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes after the fact because you haven't seen it. Right. Uh, but I have to go and find it. But, um, it's, it's pretty cool. And I like that they're pairing up with that. I think it's a nice, yeah. Well, nice I fit. mean, I'm not a huge fan of SUVs, but the, the vehicle itself is pretty cool. All right. So homecoming, what do you got? Uh, well, they're going to have the first Spider-Man homecoming official trailer on Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Of course, when we went to go see Doctor Strange, we found, you know, we were supposed to have a, a yeah, Rogue One trailer and it wasn't on at our place. But you got to remember, we're in a small theater. Yeah. Uh, we did get to see a kick-ass Wonder Woman trailer. Yeah, that was sick. Oh, the Wonder Woman trailer is disgusting. Um, oh, but no, the Rogue One trailer was on, uh, it was on the, the 3D. 3D. It was on the 3D one. That yeah. was incredible. Yeah, that was cool. It was cool seeing that in 3D. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm debating because I'm going to go see Fantastic Beasts tonight. I'm debating whether I want to see it in 3D or not. Well, decisions, decisions. I know, right? Anyway. Um, Gareth Edwards, the director of Rogue One, has said that uh, K2SO yeah. uh, just steals every scene he's in. And I saw I saw this. Uh, and you got to remember, it's Alan Tudyk, so yeah, of course he steals every scene. When I saw the headline, I was like, dude, of course he is, because Alan Tudyk is awesome, and you know his humor is there, and you know it's going to be on point, and so I'm excited about that. Um, Warwick Davis, uh, came out and, and he basically, I think it was an interview with Variety, I want to say. Um, he revealed, you know, he's been in all these movies in right. some way, shape, or form. Oh, it says, now thanks to Twitter via Slash Film, the actor has shared a few photos of his character who appears to be an alien rebel fighter of some sort. It's probably a small part, but since this is a Star Wars film, you know that character will get a name, a toy, and a whole, and the whole enchilada. Did they really want to call it a small part? Uh, that's a nerdist, dude. I'm, I'm blame nerdist. Okay. Um, for all these various parts in the Star Wars saga, Davis is thrilled to finally shoot a blaster. Um, you can see him briefly shooting in the Rogue One, uh, commercial above. So yeah yeah very cool character and it is cool i mean it's hard to think that you know he's never had a blaster but uh but he was wicked he was you know and all that and you know and he's professor flitwick in uh the harry potter movies right so i'm stoked for him i like i like warwick davis i'm glad glad he's still around doing this stuff he got to start in willow yeah oh i love willow oh willow was so good um all right man so there is an estimate out that 130 million dollar opening for uh for rogue one you know, it's that's big. That's for the weekend. Well, that's it's not huge. No, though. it's not. It's not huge because you got to remember, uh, Force Awakens opened to what, just over two hundred million. I think so. Uh, I think uh, Jurassic World opened to one eighty five. But again, if this was Episode Eight, I think that would make a lot of sense. But yeah, this is um, a standalone story. So um, yeah, I but I also think they're undershooting it. I'm guessing it's going to be more like one fifty to one seventy five. Yeah, it does say the box office for Force Awakens was uh, almost two hundred fifty million opening weekend. Um, that beat the previous record holder of Jurassic World. Um, that was six months before that, uh, by 40, almost 40 million. Uh, and The Hobbit, let's see, the December, made prior December. Oh, yeah. Okay. So The Hobbit 
held December's prior win uh, with less than 85 million. Wow, crazy. Yeah, well, December is always known not known for massive blockbusters. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you get the the Harry Potter movies out of December, you right. get the Lord of the Rings movies out of December, but those are more movies that have long legs, not necessarily huge right. openings. Well, now um, and plus, you mean, remember it's, it's also award season, so you tend to right. get bigger uh, drama movies. Well, and now that we're getting. Yeah, and we're, now that we're getting a Star Wars movie every December, that's well, all this whole that, thing but, is going to shift. Do you yeah, think other people will start putting things against it? I mean, Jurassic World was, I guess that was six months before. So Yeah, no, there, it's not, you're not going to get anything same it's week. Gonna, yeah. I mean, if anything, you're going to get a, a counter programming where you'll get a, some really some obscure art house movie or a, uh, or a, uh, Christmas older, movie, <laughs> like a Christmas rom com or something. Yeah, but it, even that, it would have to be something that skews older. So it'd have to yeah. be like a Nora. Well, you can't even do Nora Ephron. Wait, what went against, um, it was the Tina Fey movie that went against Sisters. Uh, Sisters. Did not do well oh, against it. That's right. I remember Because that that's still year. not, even though it's Tina Fey and, and Amy Poehler, it wasn't skewing old enough because that's right. still going after the mid 30s. That's true. You know, you'd have to have something, you'd have to have a rom com that stars like, Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin again, Maybe. like like uh, yeah, it's complicated or something yeah. because they're not the people that you know the that or you're gonna have to counter program, uh, you know something like Alliance. Yeah. Maybe we yeah. do okay against it, but that's still coming out earlier. Yeah. I'm just saying something like that that okay. skews older. All right, man. Well, um, I am excited. Yeah, I'm absolutely excited, but you gotta also remember that you know it's not the traditional calendar anymore. You don't have like the the three months of summer and the, right. you know, holiday season is award season because now you're getting like Fast and the Furious movies in April and you're getting, right, right. you know, and this all goes back to, I, I still remember the big thing uh, that happened in 99 when in, uh, you had in January of 99, you had, uh, the Matrix. Right. A huge blockbuster movie come out of January. You yeah. just never saw that. Right, right. And now you get that, you I get huge horror movies out of February. <laughs> You know, it's not just, well, and it's not, it's not just, it's not the way it used to be. Yeah. It's just, it's every month now. Yeah. Which is fine with me, especially with the, um, with the amount of, um, superhero movies they have to put out in their schedule in a year. They have to space those things out. Then they've got DC, then they've got Marvel. Like we're getting a few of these every single year and, and they're just coming uh, at different times. And honestly, you know what I think? Cause you know, we're, we're actually seeing, bl- uh, uh, box office go up and it's mm-hmm. not, it's not just because of ticket increases. We're actually not selling more tickets, either, right? right? One one thing I think it or is, IMAX. And, and I really haven't read anything about this, so I don't know if if anyone's looked into this. But you know, you used to have to spend seventy to one hundred dollars a month for cable. Not too many people have cable anymore. If you're right. taking that seventy eight hundred dollars that you're thinking about spending on entertainment, you put it into you know ten dollars for Netflix, say ten dollars for Hulu. Yeah, you have this excess of of entertainment money that you would have spent on cable that you're like, I'll go to the movies now. That's a a damn good point, dude. So people have more entertainment dollars to spend because they're not spending it to Comcast. Right. And because of, I'll add to that because of the scheduling, because of what DC and Marvel is doing, they say, this movie is going to come out at this time. People know it's coming. You get this media blitz, you get all this stuff. And they're like, all right, I'm going to save my 10 bones. Yep. You know, and when Doctor Strange comes out, I'm going. That's what you, you know? and I do. Yeah, that's what we do. It's like, all right, well, that movie's coming out. Like, I'm going to see Fantastic Beasts tomorrow with the wife. Um, she's a big Harry Potter fan. I'm actually more intrigued about this one than any of the other movies. Well, what I love is it's, and actually, we'll have a little bit of news about this coming up in real reviews. Yeah. I didn't put as much in there as I wanted to because we're, we're kind we're of shortening that yeah. stuff down. Um, but we'll talk about it a little bit later. Yeah, sounds good. Um, but anyway, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I mean, people see these things coming a mile away. And because of the internet, you have so much more, so many more avenues to hit 
the demographic you need to. So people are like, all right, I'm going to save my money. I won't right. go to Starbucks today and I'll go see the movie. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right, man. So I threw a couple parks things in here because um, one is related to Star Wars. One is not. Um, but they're both Disney and they didn't seem to fit anywhere else. And we used to put it here. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So um, Star Wars Land, um, this is basically focusing on some Episode Eight themed attractions and also Disney World. Yeah, because you got to remember, it's still going to be a... a- Two or three years until we actually see Star Wars Land open oh, yeah. up. So for them to, you know, if if we, you know, open this up in 2020, mm. and it's like, oh, look at all this Force Awakens, right? Ah, and it's, it's only like, Force Awakens. Hello, like, it's three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this is kind of cool. They put an image up. It kind of takes a look at um uh Disney World. It says a new Star Wars themed land will be located in the southwest corner of Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, Disney parks also revealed, uh, well, we already knew that they were working on, um, in Anaheim. Um, this, so let's see during today's D3, D23 destination D presentation, uh, Walt Disney parks and resorts, uh, chairman, Bob Chopak, Chopak, um, I think it's Chopak, um, announced that star, the star tours, the adventure continues attraction will be getting a new update. Um, and Walt Disney Imagineering Lucas from a hard at work developing a new mission and attraction based on Star Wars Episode Eight. So they're already trying to make sure that's solidified too. Um, and then you know what that means, though, right? No, that, that the Imagineers have had access to the story. I hate every Imagineer, <laughs> all of them. So this is kind of the idea, the uh, the, oh, resort, wow. the resort look that they're looking for, which I think is. I mean, this looks like it essentially looks like you're kind of flying in. To Maz Kanata's place a little bit, but right. um, but obviously enhanced and not just that. But yeah. it looks freaking cool, dude. Um, but yeah, man, I'm amped about that. Oh, I'm amped with anything to do with Star Wars Land. <laughs> um, and on the same vein, Disney Parks, Disney World related, there's some new pictures of Avatar Land um, or Avatar Park or whatever they're yeah, calling they're it. doing an Avatar Park. I don't know, man. I and I, I wanted to bring this up because again, this goes back to our conversation about you know the Avatar movie's not out yet. The other one came out, what, 10 years ago almost? Uh, 2009, so yeah. seven years ago. All right, so seven years ago. Um, I feel like it's too late, and they're putting a lot of money in this park. I mean, it's going to look cool. but yeah, I mean, what they're going to have to do is they're really banking on the fact that the next four movies are going to be a good story. Well, they have to. If they're not good story and it's all effects, then it's re- it's just and, pointless. And, and you also have and, – and they're also banking on the fact that they're – I mean, granted, they're probably going to be successful, but at the same time – they have to be gearing up for probably the first, second, third movies at least for this park because this is opening soon, right? I mean, no, I it's it's not going to be opening up until until those open. Yeah, so a couple of years. But least. I'm just saying. I mean, I kind of like with Disney, like with uh, Star Wars. They're like, okay, well, we can't just have Force Awakens stuff, so we have to have like they can't open this park with just stuff from the first movie that nobody remembers. Oh, exactly. Is what I'm getting um, and, at. Here. You know, kind of thinking about in this vein. Um, Universal does something different, you know, at Universal Studios in, in uh, Orlando that they do different kind of than Hollywood is that it's more compartmentalized, right? right? You've got the Harry Potter area, you've got the superhero area, you know, all that stuff. I'm surprised, especially with the announcement that Jurassic World is going to be turned into a trilogy, that they don't build on the Jurassic Park idea. Because they're actually have, make Jurassic Park. Yeah, well, they actually <laughs> have a Jurassic Park. Not with real dinosaurs. Right, in in the parks yeah well they've had that forever yeah it's a great ride yeah so they need to i think they can build on that like they've built with harry potter yeah agreed um all right dude um let's do what we've been doing the last few weeks and maybe this is a good time to talk about why we're doing this um you and i for some reason haven't 
had the time to do all of our spinoff shows, so we're cramming them all into one again. Yeah, well, we uh, you know don't have the summer off anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, so maybe that'll be a seasonal thing. <laughs> yeah, um, and we and look, guys, we've been doing this. It'll be two years in January. I know, right? And which is pretty damn cool. And um, personally, like every podcast I listen to, like I'm listening to all the backlogs of writing excuses, for example, like. They change sponsors, they change formats, they change taglines, they change, you know, you change things as you go. And I liked having the summer to be able to expand as much as we could. Um, but now that we don't have the summer and our time's compressed, I think, you know, doing one longer show, having everything in there, I think it's good for now. Yeah. Well, plus we get to remember during the summer, we also have the free time to consume more content. Um, and there's that. Yes. <laughs> so. On that note, let's get to our, I guess we're just going to go back to our pop culture section. Huh? Yeah. You know what we need to do though is, first of all, we, it's kind of weird to use this because the Legends of Tomorrow. You don't want to use Legends of Tomorrow Well, anymore. it's, it's, that's actually changed if you watch right. the Legends no, of Tomorrow show. But I, th- I think we need to find something from Woody's Roundup. Done. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. <laughs> Your legends. I'm down with that idea, by the well, way. What I love is the two people that we actually have in that little bit are not on the They're show. They're not on the anymore. show anymore, right? Um, so we're getting outdated. Yeah, but we're all right. So uh, we'll start off with some real reviews news. Uh, Netflix is announcing they're doing an Archer-esque type of cartoon, so oh basically an adult-themed uh, show called Pacific Heat. I'm in. Yeah, I mean. I mean, and that's the thing. I love adult animation and I've fallen off of the, you know, I haven't watched Family Guy in a couple of years, South Park. Like I haven't watched those shows in a while, but like I love Archer. Like I'm trying to, I want to watch a couple of the other ones, Bojack Horseman and stuff, but I love, I'm, I'm excited. If it's Archer esque, I'm in. Yeah. I mean, if it's got that dry, dry humor with, uh, very witty literary references, right, right. pop culture references, I'm on board. Definitely. Uh, go ahead. Uh, Westworld, uh, which if you haven't watched Westworld yet, you gotta get on board. I know. I haven't got there yet. We're uh, almost there. It's fantastic. I just watched uh, episode eight last night. Um, it's renewed for season two. Nice. And the way that they're kind of finishing up the first season, it's totally going to explode into the larger, you, you assume it's going to explode into the larger worlds that are hinted at in the original movie. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to watch the show. Um, we are playing catch up. We're almost caught up on all Berlanti stuff and which we'll get to later. But, um, I have Supergirl and Angels of Shield kind of, but I'd like to get into Westworld though. We've yeah. been watching, um, Holistic Detective. Oh yeah. Dirk gently. Yeah. I've watched two oh. out of the four episodes. That, that's, it's madness. really good. And that's madness. only going to be for eight episodes, I think. But oh, it's yeah. so good. I love it. Um, the, my, the next three on my list are, um, I still need to watch Luke Cage. I still need to watch Stranger Things, and I need to so catch up on Agents of Shield. I haven't watched either of those, but that's cool. Um, all right, so um, I'm not going to make fun of him anymore. Let's move on. Game of Thrones. Um, so we know Game of Thrones is ending, and not this season, but the next season. It's going to be right. that last one. The last two are going to be shorter, right? Yeah, they're doing two seven episode seasons. Yeah, so we know that, but there has been talks apparently of still going on in HBO of a Game of Thrones prequel. And so, a Game of Thrones spinoff. Right. So that's not, those aren't off the table. So we might still get to go to Westeros after Game of Thrones is over. Or Estros, both of them. Because Where, the, wherever we're going. Because the prequel could b- tell the, the original uh, line of the Targaryens, which is on Estros. I'm in. I don't even care. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I'm very excited for that. Because, you know, it took me a long time to get into Game of Thrones, but dude, no, I flew that you're there. It. It's easy to go. 
Yeah, easy to it's do. easy to get lost. Yeah. Uh, Jurassic World, as we uh, talked about, has been confirmed as a trilogy. And Simpsons, renewed for seasons 29 and 30. 30 seasons. Do you think they're going to stop at 30? No, why not? It's a moneymaker. Yeah, but my the gods, man. Yeah, I don't know. All right, cool. Keep going. Um, Zombieland 2? Yeah, I love Zombieland. Um, it was uh, it was a great movie. It was almost picked up to be a, a uh, an Amazon show. They did a, a pilot episode, but it didn't get picked up for, for series. Right. Um, but the writers are currently working on a script for Zombieland 2. Nice. Sounds good. Um, oh, if this happens... I'm gonna flip. Okay, the rundown. I didn't even see this. I was looking at this earlier. Yeah, if you uh, oh if you remember God. the movie The Rundown, it's a very funny it's comedy with uh, with The Rock, Sean William Scott, Rosario Dawson, and Christopher Walken. Oh, I love that movie. the The whole intro where he's learning about how to how to uh, cook with mushrooms, or whatever, <laughs> and he's in his car, and then he go beats the crap out of the football oh, team. That's so funny. So funny, and it's really well done. But the uh, the evidently the director is really trying to get a sequel done with The Rock and Jonah Hill. My God. Oh, and Jonah Hill? Yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing. That would be really um, funny. I'm in on that. I love that idea. Uh, so Voltron's happening, huh? Yeah, well, there's been a, a Voltron cartoon on Netflix, or Hulu. Yeah. That's been doing really, really well. Um, they're going to be doing a live action Voltron and it's uh, going to be, uh, it's in the works at Universal. Uh, I don't know, man. I love Voltron as much as the next guy, but live action Voltron. I guess if they, if they spend the money on the special effects and it's a movie, I can see it. I can see it maybe. Well, I mean, they're doing Power Rangers. Mm. We'll see how they do. Worry about that too. We'll see. I'm just saying. Uh, real quick about Universal. Um, they pulled the plug on the Crudes sequel, which is kind of unfortunate because the Crudes is hilarious. The Crudes is actually really funny. Um, they have the TV show too. Oh, really? Um, the kid, my kids have been watching. Um, it's on one of the things they stream. I think it's Netflix. Um, and it's really cute, and the kids like it. They're not the same voice actors or anything, but um, but the problem is, is this. Uh, they let they had to let. 30 employees that have been working on the film for three and a half years in on this, on the fact that they're not going forward with it. Oh, that's so a bummer. That really sucks. Um, well, I mean, they got paid the whole time, so it's not like that, but it's still yeah, not, but not I mean, hard work. But, but I mean, they've been working on something that's never going to happen, which is a bummer. Well, yeah, but the other thing is, is, I mean, even though it might be not be fully rendered, they've got all that artwork in there. It could always be transposed into the tv show or they can yeah. do a direct uh, netflix series or a tv or a direct netflix movie you know that content could always be used for some later project right um so yeah we'll see what happens but yeah the cruise is funny if you haven't yeah. seen no it. i like that movie um so as you know i'm a huge broadway fan and i love pop, love pop culture but um, I've been like sitting on these stories for a little bit, but I, I doubt most of our audience have really been looking at them. <laughs> nope. But there are three possible Broadway musicals coming up that they might be turning Groundhog Day into a Broadway musical, uh, which I think would be phenomenal. That would be cool. Um, Moulin Rouge, which is just ready built to be yeah, a might Broadway as well musical. Be. Yeah. And then, of course, they've been talking for years about a Beetlejuice sequel, a Beetlejuice musical, uh, be I think would be awesome. Yeah, I know. That would be awesome. I'm in. Um, we've got a lot of casting news. Um, we can just go back and forth on this. Yeah, sure. Go. Uh, Matt Damon, uh, has been, uh, uh, is cast in Oceans 8, <laughs> the all female thing. But the one thing I That's really so love good. about this 
Is he going to be playing his character? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is Ocean's 8 actually takes place in that world. It's not oh, like a so reboot. So and so sick. you would just have to assume he's playing the Linus character, mm-hmm. which is great because he's phenomenal in that because he's a very understated. Yeah, he was great. I love his character in that movie. Him and Brad Pitt's character are my two favorites. Yeah, they're great. In that film. Um, Steve Carell uh, is cast in Minecraft. Which you know, my kid's been playing the crap out yeah, of Yeah, as much crap as we give this, it just it <laughs> reminds me of when we got the news that Will Ferrell was being cast in Lego. That's movie. true. It's like, true. It's going to be the next Lego movie, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, for those of you fa- people that are fans of the comic or the old TV show, Painkiller Jane, okay. they're going to be doing a live action movie and it's going to star Jessica Chastain. <laughs> That's awesome. My mom loved the TV show and I heard the comic was fantastic. So cool, man. Uh, Johnny Depp is in, apparently he's in Fantastic Beasts. He is. Where he to has find a cameo them. near the end. Yeah. But it's announced that he's actually going to have a major role in the trilogy, the trilogy to follow as a whole. Okay. Because good. he's being cast as Grindelwald. Okay. Which cool. is. I don't know anything about it. Okay. He is the Voldemort before, before Voldemort. Nifty. Right. You've actually seen bits and pieces of him in the former movies. Um, and he's actually Dumbledore's love interest. Well, and that was something I didn't put in here that um, has been I've seen on the internet quite a bit in the last week is the idea that in the future films they might the I, the they may expand on the fact that Dumbledore and his love interest will have they will cross paths and we'll see well, that. Well, you got to remember, like the, one of the big things that that made Dumbledore a, a huge star and mm-hmm. icon was that he defeated Grindelwald fifty years earlier, right? And so evidently. Um, the, the Grindelwald War uh, kind of mirrored World War Two. Right. It looks like they're, they're going to be um, expanding on that war, and that's what the, it's going to be the backdrop of the next three movies. Nice, cool. Tom Hanks <laughs> is in a uh, is going to be in an up and coming World War Two movie called Greyhound. Nice. Uh, Nicholas Holt, 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 Holt. He, uh, if, in the current war, what's that? Okay, this is. I'm very excited about this project. First of all, Nicholas Holt is great because he's the one that plays the young beast in the X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in uh, uh, Mad Max okay. as the... Uh, um, oh, the teeth dude? Yeah. Um, really good actor. But the current war is the battle between Edison and Tesla. Okay. And Neat. he's going to be playing Tesla. Oh, the current war. I get it. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, Jake Johnson, who I love, and he's from uh, uh, the New Girl TV show. Yeah. He is not going to be in Jurassic World 2, That's too bad. which is frustrating because I loved him in there because he was the one that actually wore the Jurassic Park shirt in oh, yeah. the 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 the, uh, <laughs> the control room. That's too bad. Sorry. No, yeah, it's a bummer. I, I kind of wish they'd brought Are you going to make me read the Now You See Me one? I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, Neil Widener and Gavin James have been signed on to write the Now You See Me 3 uh, movie. Good. Now I get to do the one I've put in. Mortal Kombat uh, movie reboot got a director. And now let me tell you, <laughs> because I actually like the Mortal Kombat movies. Okay? I like the first one. You know what's funny? Is no, I like the second one better. Annihilation, really? Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's probably the fight scenes. I remember when the first movie came out, my brother was managing the movie theater, and it kept getting pushed back. And it was pushed back like a yeah. year and a half. When it finally came out, we were like, oh, this is kick ass. And it's like, but now you go back and watch it and it's got like oh, it's so bad. horrible effects. Oh, it's so bad. Um, but anyway, Variety is reporting that Simon McQuaid, McQuaid um, is in talks uh, with New Line to direct Mortal Kombat. Cool. So there's a new show coming up called Singularity and it's done by Anthony Michael Hall. I'm excited about this. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is going to be directing some episodes. And you might think, well, that's kind of weird. Well, Anthony Michael Hall and Robert Downey Jr. are great friends. Oh, cool. And have been for like 40 years. 
Um, a lot of people forget the like the lost season of SNL, like nineteen eighty five. I think yeah, they were the marquee people on the cast. Oh wow! And uh, they also did a whole bunch of movies together in the eighties. One of my favorites is Johnny Be Good, um, <laughs> which was actually the very first movie they introduced Uma Thurman. Oh, that's funny, dude. Um, but Robert Downey Jr. Salaciousness, but this is gonna be his first directorial efforts. He'll be all right. Yeah, he'll he'll do great. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. So some trailers we didn't watch. Yeah, we're, we're not going to be watching these, but you know, I just want to let you guys know that they're out there. We have the new uh, trailer for Man in the High Castle season two, dude. And we, I just realized we hadn't finished season one. Uh, I have. Well, I'm not saying we as in you and me. I said me and the wife. We didn't finish the first one. Uh, watch them. There's did, only like six episodes. We? Yeah, I think we might have not watched the last couple. Anyway, continue. Um, Full Metal Alchemist. Neat. Uh, we've got the trailer for that. There's a new cartoon movie animated movie called uh, terminator extermination cool. and it's gonna reboot the origin story evidently oh that's cool so and evidently it's a good story um the new uh netflix series a series of unfortunate events uh we've got a teaser for kong skull island which is fantastic yeah i've heard and of course the new 50 shades darker i'm no interest. No. All right, moving on. You know, we had very little uh, one-shot news. I mean, I had some, <laughs> but I had to throw this in here. Yeah. Um, for th- those of us that have, of a certain age, uh, we grew Old up- Old people, you mean? Yeah. We grew up <laughs> reading, you know, they- Okay. There's a Spit lot more- out, There's a lot more young adult horror nowadays, yeah. right? Um, but back in our day, you basically had Christopher Pike and R.L. Stein. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, RL Which I read neither. He well, I read a lot of fantasy. <laughs> yeah. These were more of the horror stuff. So, like, right. RL Stein wrote, wrote all the Fear Street books. Yeah. Right. Uh, Christopher Pike wrote a lot more of, uh, weird ethereal ghost types. Really kind of cool. Actually, I think you would have liked Christopher Pike. No, I, I was very aware of their work. I yeah. just didn't read Um, them. so RL Stein has been signed on to start writing some projects from, for the Marvel comics. Oh, that's badass. I think that's very cool. And it yeah. could turn into something very cool. Cool, man. Uh, let's get to universal stuff. Um, general news. Uh, we have the crossover coming up. Yeah. We're, we're talking about Berlanti, right? Berlanti verse. Sorry. Berlanti verse. That I didn't say that. Oh, you said, said universal. Oh, universal usual. Berlanti verse first, uh, for Berlanti verse first. Ah, there we go. Nice. That's a new thing. Um, so we have a Supergirl, Arrow, Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow crossover. Um, did you see the trailer? Yeah. The crossover is called Invasion. Yeah. It actually starts off with the Supergirl episode Medusa. Yeah. And then the, uh, the Arrow, Flash, and Legends episodes are all called Invasion. Okay. My I have not watched this. the trailer yet. Okay. So before I, uh, before I play the trailer, do you think, uh, because I haven't finished season one of Supergirl and behind. And so Grant, I haven't watched any of season, this current season, right? Um, should I skip the Supergirl crossover one? And then just watch the other three and then come back to it? No, I mean... Or do you think I should watch the Supergirl one out of context? Because, I mean, who knows where those characters are now? Yeah, uh, from what I understand, mm-hmm. the Supergirl episode Medusa, I mean, you can even tell because it's named a different name than Invasion. It's kind of just where it starts. Okay. Right? Okay. So it's going to be basically a, be a Supergirl episode, but I don't think you're going to need to have to know that storyline. There is some stuff going on this season. Yeah. Um. Um, I just worry about it because I'm, I, I love, man, the wife and I are really into Supergirl now. We're almost done with season one. Yes. And this but, season has been fantastic. And actually, the things that I didn't like about season one, they've completely solved for this oh, good. season. Okay. Right. And I'll talk about that when we get down to the Supergirl a little bit. But, um, uh, I don't think it'll be an issue if you watch it. So go ahead and watch it. All right. Um, because mostly Supergirl is just the reason why they're doing it is so that she can be in their shows. No, no. I get, yeah. I get why they're doing it. I'm just, I don't want to, in a perfect world, we would have already been caught up. 
Right. But we were caught up on Berlanti stuff except for Supergirl. And right. so I just didn't want to be like, we, I, by the time this crossover happened was when I wanted to be caught up with Supergirl well, you too. Mean, you, still have a, not. you still have uh, about a week. Yeah. And it's only seven episodes. Yeah, we'll see. That you haven't watched the season uh, yet. So. And four or five from the first. Oh, now you're way behind. Well, I told you. <laughs> on the CW. Uh, did I see Slade Wilson there? Yeah. Speaking of, well, he's confirmed, by the way. I don't have the article in here, but he's confirmed to be in all of the shows. At some point. Very cool. Yeah. So that aside, real quick, while I remember it, um, I guess I could talk about when we get to Vixen, but my favorite episode so far of Legends of Tomorrow this season, any guess? Because you're not, you're caught up. The Civil War one? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Oh, it was, it really, we watched it last night. The zombies. Night. Yeah. Was- we watched it last night. It was not only zombies, but the the social commentary, part, commentary and all that. I just was like. I was in tears half the episode. It was yeah, great. it was a great episode. Okay, moving on. Arrow. Um, Talia Agul, who uh, is Raz Agul's daughter, and she is the current... Well, actually, she was the head of the... League of Assassins. Thank you. Um, until Malcolm Merlin took over. Right. Um, she is uh, confirmed to be joining season five in a prominent role. I mean, same character, but prominent position. Well, and I love that actress, too, in that role. I think that's yes. going to be great. I can't wait for her to come back. Uh, Juliana Harkavy from The Walking Dead is also going to be joining Arrow. Cool. Do you know who? I don't know. Okay. Um, also, uh, you know, we <laughs> had a whole bunch of talk over the summer that the Green Lantern might yeah. be coming to Arrow. I knew that wasn't going to happen. She, and he is not. That's all right. Um, by the way, this, did you see this? I did not. Okay. So I like to throw these in here a little bit sometimes. Okay. So apparently, uh, Stephen Amell was approached on the street by a fan. Okay. Okay. And, this is guy. He walked up and he headbutted Stephen Amell in the face. Almost like, I want to fight the Green Arrow. <laughs> okay. And because he's awesome, he didn't fight. And like, could you imagine? There are several actors in this world who would have lost their poop over this. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine if he had done that to Russell Crowe? It's like, I want to oh, fight the Gladiator. And he probably would end up in jail. Yep. Right. So, anyway, what happened was he, uh, this guy was a little too excited. He said, Dude came up to me yesterday, head butts me hard out of nowhere, then says, I want to fight the Green Arrow. He paused, looked at him, shook his hand and said, no, thank you, because I'm a father and a husband. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty freaking awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. So I added that because, I mean, who doesn't want to see what the Green Arrow can do? But this is real life. Yeah. Flash time. Yeah, so Greg Grunberg uh, from uh, Lost Fame, Heroes, all that stuff. Uh, he's also a great friend of Kevin Smith. Um, he is going to be in Killer Frost, which is coming up soon. Tonight. Tonight. Yep. Um, I just saw Kevin Smith tweeting about it. <laughs> awesome. I can't wait to watch that. Yeah. Um, also, ratings for, for Flash have kind of been up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, the premiere opened a little bit lower than previous premieres, but it, Shade really went down. And I thought Shade was a great episode. Which one was that? The one with the big Shade guy. Oh, the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the hologram one? No, 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 no. The guy who uh, could uh, make, uh, who didn't like light, and he could make himself seem really big because of refraction and stuff like that. I have no memory of that. Um, anyways, but uh, the, the latest episode, uh, last week, uh, the rise, it went up to season premiere level. So it's very nice. cool. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean, Flash is solid, man. Um, there, There's only a couple episodes that are like maybe not as cool as some others. Um <laughs> Uh, just since we're talking about it, the, um, I like 
I, I like and dislike what they're doing with the, um, doctor character. Oh, Harry? Or the Harry character. It's like, I like that they're changing him, but it's like, it's almost like, what version of the, what can we get this actor to do? You know, that's different than his normal character. Exactly. And you know, because they kind of change it every season, right? Mm -hmm. Because he's a different Harry every season. Right. But what I kind of, if you notice in the last week's episode, uh, they said Gorilla Grodd. He like reacted. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, we got Gorilla Grodd. And I'm thinking, what if the planet, the multiverse that they brought him from is the one where all the sentient gorillas have been being sent to? Oh, okay. That'd be interesting. And that's how they reintroduce Gorilla Grodd is through that Harry. Yeah, I'm in. I mean, like I said, I... I like that actor so much. Like, I, and I also like that, you know, we just watched the one where they suspected him and, right. uh, and all that stuff. But anyway, spoilers. All right, yeah. Let's move so on. very cool. Yeah. Um, so Legends of Tomorrow is going to be moving from Thursdays to Tuesdays. So that's going to be on the same night as Flash then. Yes. And, uh, they're doing this to make room for Riverdale, which okay. is going to be premiering, uh, this winter. I'm not going to watch. Um, now the only <laughs> issue I have with this is. Um, cause I, I like to watch things in order. Mm-hmm. So instead of going from Supergirl to Flash to Arrow to Legends, it's going to have to go Supergirl, Arrow, sorry, Supergirl, Flash, Legends, Arrow. So I'm True. hoping that they have flipped it. Right. I hope that they, they coincide that with the storyline. Yeah. I agree. Cause we, we do that too. Cause we were like four episodes deep on all of them from the season. So we would watch them Flash and Arrow, then DC, then Flash and Arrow, then DC. We go back right. and forth. Again, we're behind on Supergirl, but that's the way we've been watching them. And I hope that they keep that in, in mind too. Yes. Um, also they have, because, um, all the other shows have been signed on for, I mean, the other three main shows for, for the Blindiverse have been signed on for, I think, 23 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, they were only signed on for, I think, 13. Yeah, there weren't a lot. Um, so they're signed on for another four. So I think they're up to 17 now. Okay. So very that's cool. not bad. Uh, Supergirl. Um, I'm not going to go into this too much because you haven't caught up on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they have confirmed that Cyborg Superman is going to be getting introduced. Yeah, I saw a post about that, and this is going to be huge. Um, but one thing, I, one of the things, that, sorry, there are two main things that I like that they've done with this season of Supergirl. One is that, like it was all either at Catco in her apartment or at the DEO, right? Right. Well, they've changed. They've gone to a different DA, DEO setting. Okay. Um, but they've also introduced a bar that's oh, like a safe haven for aliens. Oh, no way. And so, so Martian Manhunter can go there and hang out. Yeah. And oh, okay. so it's very, so you see all these different aliens. Um, just a couple episodes ago, Supergirl got drunk for the first time because they actually I had, saw that. I saw a post about yeah, it. Yeah. Because they actually had, uh, um, something from her planet. Uh, Kryptonian alcohol. Nice. Oh, that's tight. Um, so which is very, very cool. Um, but it really delves into, um, the sister's love yeah. life. Oh, okay. And her, it's really, really a great storyline right. and I'm really enjoying it, but I love the, the, uh, the bar atmosphere. Right. But what I also love is, um, you know, besides Supergirl and the Martian Manhunter, there really haven't been any good guy superheroes really. True. Um, but what I love is they're really delving a lot into the Luther family. Oh, already? But yeah. Wow. Um, that's cool. And they've actually, Coincided with the Batman v Superman storyline because uh, Lex Luthor's in jail serving 34 consecutive no life sentences Whoa. because now his sister Spoilers. is in yeah. charge of Luther Court. Nice, dude. Cool. I can't wait to catch up. So very cool. But what I love about it is they're introducing more 
good guys, and one is the Guardian, and I'm not going to tell you who is yeah, the don't, Guardian because it that. is an established character that okay. has become a super. Yeah, not, yeah, don't tell. Has me. become a hero, but also, uh, um, although I think I know who it is, they have Monel, yeah. also who's come from the Kryptonian, not. He comes from a different planet, yeah. but same sort of thing. And so they're working on that. So you, you don't know if he's going to be a hero or villain or whatnot yet. So it's very cool. All right. I'm excited to catch up. Yes. We'll get there. So Vixen, Vixen um, you know, we were, we were talking about how they had a four episode cartoon last year. Oh, can I say my thing now real quick? Yes. Um, because of the episode I said that I really liked about Legends of Tomorrow. Right. That Vixen character. Yes. Is amazing. Like, I, I really... I really like, and I also like that they don't overuse it. She's not constantly turn, you know, using the powers of a certain beast every two seconds. Right. I really like the fact that she's kind of with the crew right now. Um, and that's, that's badass. Yeah. And, um, I'm really happy with that. That character. particular episode I really liked because you saw a change in, in Jefferson mm-hmm. Jackson. Absolutely. And what I love is when he introduced himself to the, to the slaves and There's goes, a lot of slave owners. That's a, that's a <laughs> couple of mighty big slave owners you're uh, named after there, Jackson. And he's like, Damn, I guess. <laughs> I know, right? Because, you know, he probably never really thought about it. Right. And, and a lot of, and that's why I like that episode so much is because you do get that sense of like, you know, he knew it was happening. He probably experienced it, but he didn't know the extent for what actual slaves went through at that time. Yes. And that gave him a, another perspective on, because I mean, I, I have no idea. I couldn't even put myself in that position, but I've dealt with enough racism to know that I don't, that, that it's a thing but at the same time to go back and experience that be locked up and treated that way and that's what would change you and that's what jefferson says i mean going into he goes you know i've been a black man in every area you know he still has no concept of what it was like and then you see he's like i'll be fine he's like crap now i'm locked up yeah and you get that moment and i really like that moment where professor um uh martin he kind of goes i've never felt him this way before exactly and that was that was that moment where i was just like and what i love is like that jackson can talk himself out of of almost everything right and then when he you know the whole situation where he does get locked up he can't he he finally realizes that there's no way he can win an argument because that's it that's it he has no say he Um, tried to walk away from him and was like that was all anyway so going back to so anyway so going into vixen which is very cool is that um the cartoon is back for season two and black canary is appearing in season is in episode four oh that's awesome so it's very cool that and it is uh the same actress doing the voice so i love that they're bringing her back in in that respect but it's also that we have a couple of different vixens in the universe at the same time yeah no i i'm uh, the vixen character is Working for me right very now. Very cool character. Yeah. Yes. Um. So we we have very little news coming out of the DCEU, but um. It's very quiet. It is. Well, it's just outside kind of, of the Flash stuff, right? Um. But uh, Aquaman, uh, Willem Dafoe, who's already been signed on to play a character in Justice League, mm-hmm. um. It turns out his role is going to be expanded for Aquaman. Cool. So very cool there. Um. I thought I thought this was a great little story. Ezra Miller, who's of yeah, course playing the Flash, it. um. A fan came up and handed him a Marvel comic uh thing. And uh, I totally wrote that wrong. Sorry. Um, and he refused to sign it. Yeah. Because he's loyal to DC. I, re- I read this story and, and I was like, wait, why did he refuse? I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. That makes but sense. He did offer to sign anything else the person had. He just said, I won't sign Marvel. He's all, dude, I'll sign anything. Just, you see why I can't sign it, right? And the right. kid's like, why? What? And he's like, dude. It's Marvel. <laughs> it's Marvel. I am not Marvel. Exactly. Not the same. Um, So the Harlequin spinoff, which evidently is going to be based around Birds of Prey, which okay. is great. A lot of people don't realize that during the the superhero downtime from the there was actually a Birds of Prey TV show. 
Oh, really? Yeah. It wasn't around Harlequin. It was around the Huntress and oh. I can't remember who the other two are. There were three birds of prey. Um, but this is going to involve them, which is very, very cool. But they brought on Christina Hodson to write it. So nice. at least they're, they're moving along with the, the Harlequin thing. And it wasn't just a flash in the pan. Oh, she was great in Suicide Squad. Let's give her. They're actually moving along with the production. Oh, I like that. Good. Uh, little Justice League Dark. Yeah. So Justice League Dark, we talked about that they were. Yeah, bringing, we did. Well, they're doing it as an animated movie. Cool. And they've released the first trailer. Nice. So uh, that's here. Um, there's also some uh, rumors surrounding Man of Steel 2. Is that really going to be a thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been in the works. I mean, because they're going to. Oh, have, I know. Yeah. Superman's going to have to have his own standalone movie again, anyways. Yeah. Um, but it looks like there are uh, rumors of bringing in Brainiac and Supergirl. Uh, if they don't put uh, Benoist, they're blowing it. Well, it's the same thing. They're not going to because they didn't have guests. Blowing guessings. it. So it, the thing is, they can't now because they've already delineated that there's two separate flashes. But why are they doing this? And the thing is, it makes me so mad. Well, they shot themselves in the foot. And this is, of course, before Jeff Johns took control. Well, and we talked about last week how they lost a director again or whatever yeah. for Flash. And yeah, well, they they shot themselves in the foot by saying not only is this a Flash, but this is also the Barry Allen Flash. Yeah. There's so many different Flashes and Speedsters and everything that they could have picked. Yeah. So therefore, they had the leeway, but now they've said, okay, they they can't be connected. Right. So now that if you do want to bring in Benoist as Supergirl, you can't because you've already yep. said the guest. You already blew it. Exactly. Blowing it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, a little Disney news here. Uh, Disney has recognized Stan Lee for his 75 years of service at Marvel. Oh, my God. 75 Can't, years. Guys, the, guy's a, the guy's a beast. I love him. It's Speaking, incredible. Speaking of beasts. Uh, yeah. So the, 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 the second trailer for Beating the Beast came out. Yeah. And if you haven't watched it, it is fantastic. It's insane. It's insane. And, and, and the other story we have in here is the most watched trailer in history. Yeah, it it, it crazy. took over for for Force Awakens. That's crazy. It had 124 million views, I think, in the first 24 hours. It's insane, dude. Um, so back to what we've been talking about with Deadpool, the all the Deadpool drama. We're back, we're in Fox now, obviously. Uh, so what do we got? What are we doing? Deadpool so they finally two? got another Deadpool two director, okay. and they've signed on David Leitch. Okay. Um, and if you don't remember him, he did uh, John Wick. Oh, okay. Fantastic pick. Oh, I okay. think he's going to do really well. Um. And what I like is that he still has that he has that gritty look that yeah. that Ryan Reynolds is looking for. Well, and that's what they're and they're trying to keep it where it is. They're yeah. not and and I saw another article I didn't put it in here, but another article about um kind of explaining why there weren't more X Men, you know, featured in, right in 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 the Deadpool movies. It's, well, it's a low budget film, but at the same time, they're not going to come to the second one and have a bunch of X Men in it. Like what they basically said was they're going to keep it. Even though they're gonna have more money, they're gonna keep it looking low budget. But when we get the X Men mixing with Deadpool, it's gonna be X Force, and yeah, that's where well, they're the, gonna do and it. And that's actually we have. Well, the, the second one's gonna be introducing Cable, yeah, obviously, exactly, which is involving much more of the X Men because he's like a linchpin in the X universe, right? Um, but they're talking about uh, directors for Deadpool three already, and the three names that are coming up to the forefront are Rupert Sanders, Drew Goddard, and uh, Magnus Martins. Okay, and I'm okay with all of them. Yeah, um, I'm a really big fan of Drew Goddard. He's the one who wrote The Martian. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Magnus Martins uh, has done a lot of TV stuff, um, but he did a whole bunch of the episodes of Luke Cage. Oh, so I think he guy. would be a really good pick. Um, but the the thing is, they've already confirmed that uh, Deadpool three is going to be introducing the X Force. Okay. Sign well, Martins because Luke Cage is amazing. Yeah, so that'll be very know. cool. You wouldn't know because you haven't watched it. I hate you. <laughs> Moving on. 
Uh, last section here, dude. Let's talk Marvel and get out of here. So we have some news on the top here. Uh, Kevin Feige closed the door on X-Men and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Did you see this? Yeah, well, I mean, it basically comes down to the fact that they were trying to do a deal like they did with Sony. Yeah. But with Fox finally coming out and saying that they're just going to reboot the X-Men series, then there's no way because it totally starts the clock over again. And they're doing it with a brand new reboot. Yeah. So that means new actors and everything. So it's just as pointless to try to get across with that. Yeah, and basically, it's Feige, Feige spoke to Variety about a myriad of topics. At and at one point, uh, we asked since if they could partner with Fox as they did with Sony uh, from Spider Man. Feige said it's an impossibility at this juncture. We certainly have enough films to keep us busy for a number of lifetimes. So yeah, plus uh, Fox just does not want to give up Fantastic Four either. Well, that's fine. I think they if can keep we, making bad movies. No, I think if just anything. <laughs> It would have made much more sense for them to just say, okay, we're not going to give up X-Men. We'll, we'll do yeah. certain trades right. like they did for um, – uh, they wanted to give uh, Negasonic Warhead, Teenage yeah. Warhead, yeah. different powers. Right. And for the right to do that, they had to give up uh, the uh, ego of the human Oh, planet, ego the, the living planet. The living planet yeah. for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Okay. So that's a trade that they did. So they're going to be able to do trades like that. Yeah. Um, but – if they want to keep the X-Men things, it would have just made more sense for them to bring more money into it by being able to make the deal with Fantastic Four. Yeah, I got you. Which I think would have made more sense. All right. Well, that drama style. Let's talk Luke Cage for a minute. It is the biggest Marvel Netflix series of the year. Yeah, and not surprising. Period. Like, yeah. I mean, it. like we talked about it, it kind of broke Netflix when it came out. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that it passed up uh, um, Stranger Things. Well, and, but- and again, man, I mean, both series, phenomenal, but there's something about Luke Cage. Um, I'm curious to see what you think. So when you watch it. Well, it touches on an entirely different demographic true. that a lot of Netflix shows don't. That's true, too. Um, so a little Defenders news, uh, Jessica Jones. So it started, it started filming, first of all, Defenders, um, which is exciting. Uh, Jessica Jones is on the set with, um, Hellcat, which is pretty cool, which I like. Um, and Rosario Dawson, Dawson and Mike Coulter, um, were seen kissing on the set, which we, spoilers, you haven't seen it. Um, we see in Luke Cage. Okay. But. But you gotta remember, Luke Cage takes place before Jessica Jones. No, 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 no. Luke Cage doesn't. It takes place after. I thought it was before he He's got lost the bar. the bar and everything. Oh, really? Yeah. No, this is like. Oh no, because I like I love him and Jessica Jones. I know, but that's the thing. So like, there's how are they going to introduce Squirrel Girl? Well, that's pretty much the idea of the the this post is oh, the fact man. that because he's lost the bar, um, Dawson comes in. Uh, basically season one and two of daredevil have already happened mm-hmm. um she comes in and there's that she helps him for like the last like five episodes of that of that series so Man. watch that series I, and then I, we'll I, come I, back and talk about it because this is this is something significant oh, man i know so you're bummed and you you're not having the right reaction right now all right because you haven't seen it let's go let's move on black panther um uh black panther cast angela bassett i'm surprised this hasn't happened earlier as to Chala's mother. Oh, perfect casting. Which is which I'm in. This yeah, is gonna perfect be cool. casting. Uh, Avengers: is, Infinity War. Yeah, this is kind of a bummer. This is casting news. It's not story news. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of the the uh, the scheduling calendars, uh, it looks like uh, Infinity War could keep Jeremy Renner out of MI6, huh. Mission Impossible Six. Oh, that's a bummer. 
yeah, it is a little bit of a bummer, but you got to also remember, I mean, he is really kind of starting to spread himself thin. Yeah. Um, because he was also just in a movie that did, uh, who's in Arrival. Yeah, he was in Renner. Arrival, but that doesn't look like it's going to be turned into a. No, but I'm just saying, I mean, it was a But big he's deal. also in the Bourne movies. Oh, right, right. And it looks like. I forgot about that. Yeah. So it looks like the next Bourne movie might be again about him and mm-hmm. about the, the cross character. Um, and then what they're kind of hoping is that a couple of Bourne movies down the line that Bourne and Cross might meet. Oh, that'd be sick. <laughs> which would be very cool. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. really going to be hard for him to fit this in the calendar. Uh, to be popular and awesome. I know, right? <laughs> Doctor Strange. Yeah, so it's broken 500 million worldwide. It's insane. Um, movie's so good, dude. It is. It is fantastic. Everybody I talk to is like, oh, I love that movie. Yeah, it, it's it's fantastic. I, it's so good. Uh. Coverbatch did the facial capture, really, for Dolan Yeah, so they they had somebody who was doing the voice already, um, but Cumberbatch, uh, while they were on the set, had the idea, can I do the facial capture for yeah. Dormammu? Um, and it kind of makes sense because they're in the, the Yeah, they're in that. The loop. Yeah. And, uh, and they said, well, let us think about it and everything. And they said, okay, so he's, and if you look in the credits, Dormammu is not credited. I love it. Dormammu. So, yeah, so he does the voice. <laughs> Come to bargain. I mean, he does the, the facial yeah. uh, uh, capture of it. So yeah, very cool. I love cool. that. Come to bargain part. I mean, I just love that whole last scene is amazing. Yes. Um, and lastly, let's get to some inhuman stuff. Yeah. So the inhumans, which was originally supposed to be in uh, phase three, I believe, mm. um, has now been confirmed to be a TV show, which I think it'll be working better, especially since they're kind of spinning off of Agents yeah, of Shield. I agree. Um, but it's going to also confirm that it's going to include Black Bolt and the Royal Family. Um, and there is a lot of possible uh, word that Vin Diesel might be playing Black Bolt. Nah, they're never going to get them. Well, no, but the, the interesting thing is because no one's played... The, there's only been one actor who's played two different characters in the Marvel Universe. Okay. And that is... Um, yeah, but there's been one person... So he's Groot. Yeah, there's been one person I'm drawing a blank on. Her, it's not Alfred Ward. It's, uh, no, it's Alfred Ward. It's played two different... Because she was somebody in Civil War, and she was also somebody in the okay. other movie. All right. Um, but the, the, the perfect thing is, it's like he could do the voice of Groot, but he's never going to be seen on screen. Right. So he could Black be- Bolt can't talk. All because right. his voice destroys everything around him. Huh. So you can do the visual without doing the voice. Um, but it looks like that it's not going to happen. It would be a nice loophole to exploit, though. It would be a loophole to exploit. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like it's not going to happen. Um, so yeah, that's all the news we have for Universal Usual. So we're done? We're done. All right, cool, man. So thanks for tuning in to The Usual Podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, and Instagram. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at Admiral Griggs. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Find us there. Like us. Love us. Rate us. Star us. Retweet us. Yes. None. Huh, I threw that one in there. <laughs> um, Patreon.com slash usual podcast. Uh, thank you to all our patrons, people that give us a buck or two an episode. Um, find us there. Um, we have, if you become a patron, you can get our blooper reels, which there are m- many, many of um, for every episode. And you can also get the show at least one day early. So consider doing that. And and we are going to do another Patreon roundtable in a couple months. Yeah, that, that'll be very cool. Also, I highly encourage you to go to my Pinterest page, yep. which is Pinterest.com slash I am Will Griggs and uh, um, check it out. I've been posting so much stuff on there and it's really cool because you, you not only see um, a lot of behind the scenes photos from a lot of the TV shows and stuff, but you get uh, poster content and, and, uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, really, really cool fan artwork, a whole bunch of really cool stuff. And so be sure to, to follow my Pinterest page. Totally. 
And uh, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Uh, you can get help us make 15 bucks and get a free audio book. Um, there is nothing but awesome on audible. Yeah. Get the new catalyst book. Oh, the new rogue one book catalyst. Uh, I mean, we've been hyping books for years, well, almost two years now. Um, and audible trial audible is really the way to consume content. Um, novels. If you don't have time to sit and read a book. Yeah. Actually, it's a brand new book this week that I want to start reading. It's the new, uh, autobiography by Anna Kendrick. Nice. And it's called scrappy little nobody. I had no idea. She started on Broadway as a kid. Awesome. And so she has a lot of good, uh, backstory and everything. So I'm definitely gonna be checking out that book. There's so many books. I have three or four, um, that I am ready to listen to. There's a new Ari Salvatore book out. Um, almost done with the second of the Stormlight Archive by Brandon Sanderson. I could go on, but um, certainly audibletrial.com slash usual podcast and check it out, man, and get a free book on us. Free? I mean, I mean, I mean you can't do better than free. Look, get the Brandon Sanderson book. It's like 40 hours long. Four zero. That's a lot of content. It's a lot of content for no money. You're welcome. Yes. And we make money. <laughs> well, that's... We don't make a lot of money, but we make some money. <laughs> should we go? We should go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Let's get out of here. Uh, happy Turkey Day, everyone. Happy Turkey Day. We'll and see you all uh, next week. Make sure you guys uh, all have a fun. Have a fun on Turkey Day. Later. Peace. <laughs>